0: what's up everybody it's your boy antoine tv2 the host of organized mess i am back with a brand new episode for y'all today hope everybody's having a good day hope everybody's staying safe out there plus i'm in florida so a hurricane just passed me last night and i'm glad i'm surviving i'm glad i'm living and i'm just glad i'm here on this earth right now and i'm thankful for another day you feel me i hope everybody else uh everybody uh else in florida is staying safe everybody like that's up north, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, because the hurricane is heading toward y'all. So I hope y'all stay safe. Hope y'all can find some shelter. And hope y'all, you know, be either find shelter with your friends, family, or you just, you just be safe all around, you feel me? Um, but each and every week, I got a banger of a top of topics to talk about. And you already know how each and every episode goes. I don't need to say more. Grab your popcorn, go grab your drinks, go grab somewhere comfortable to sit. And let's get right into today's episode. So, first one I want to talk about. So, we already know that, you know, my boy Rey Mysterio is United States Champion. We already know he beat Theory, you feel me? And we already know that at Payback this Saturday, it's going to be Rey Mysterio versus Theory. It's a rematch for the United States Championship. And me personally, I know that Theory is not going to win this title, his titles back at all. He he did in the past. But he's not going to do that again, you feel me? So, I'm going to let y'all know that Theory, no, 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 no. We don't want you to be United States champion again. Because we don't want a stale run. Plus, we know it's stale because, bruh, nothing about him was good. It was just a stale heel character. Just as that, simple as it. Simple as that. But we all know that Rey Mysterio is obviously not going to be united states champion forever because why because he's a traditional champion but people's gonna be like oh i'm mad that red mysterio is united states champion right now but you also but for all the people that's saying that and dick writing saying that yo why you give the championship to red mysterio we wanted to be la knight come on we want la knight i understand y'all WWE hears y'all that you want la knight to be united states champion but the only reason that they gave Rey Mysterio, the United States Championship, was was because his time in the WWE is coming soon. He's he's gonna he's gonna retire sooner than later. I mean, we don't know when Rey Mysterio's gonna uh, career is gonna end. We don't know when his last match is ever gonna be. So that's why they gave it to him because this might be his last title reign ever in the WWE. And like. Like for all the uh, all the people that love WWE that love just wrestling as a whole, doesn't matter if it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, they don't they don't care. Just appreciate it and enjoy the last moments that we have with Rey Mysterio in the WWE because we don't know when his last days is going to be. Just like Edge, Edge for, said for a minute he said he wants to retire, but we didn't know when his last day his, his retirement was. And then when that twenty fifth anniversary came, he retired. He left the WWE and completely retired in Toronto at SmackDown. So just like Edge, Rey Mysterio can do the same thing, and we have no idea when this dude will retire. So for, for all the dick writers out there that be like, oh, like like Rey, Rey Mysterio should never be, like, he should never be United States champion in the first place. Like, why is he United States champion, Brad? Chill out, all right? Stop, stop bursting your bubble. Stop bursting your balls, you feel me? And enjoy the thing while it lasts it's not that hard plus you gotta remember like ray mysterio is one of the best performers alive bro he might be a cruiserweight but the dude performs like a heavyweight. you feel me he he you, you see him in the past for all my og wwe fans out there he was world heavyweight champion he was he was wwe champion even though that wwe championship reign wasn't that long but he was still wwe champion he was still world heavyweight champion he can compete with the best of the best. He is the, literally the legit underdog for how much years for a reason. Like, his legacy for any wrestler is tough, bro. It's, it's a tough match for any wrestler, especially in this day and age. But obviously, with Raymond Steele, he, he will go down as one of the greatest of all time, just like Edge, just like The Rock, just like Brock, John Cena. Randy Orton, the list goes on, but The list, like, Edge. Bro. There's so much people that you can put in the category with Ray Mysterio because he is that dude. And plus, him with the LWO just makes his career a lot more funner. And I mean a lot more funner, bro. Plus, like, I'm not... Am, am, I, am I mad that he won United States Championship? No. Am I happy that he finally won something? Yes, because it's been a long time. Like... Like he have so much achievements throughout his entire his entire legacy, man. He had great matches with Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, rest in peace, and his own some dirty Dominic Mysterio, part of the Judgment Day. Like, but you gotta remember what makes Rey Mysterio like unique is, is the ability to connect with the audience, bro. Don't don't matter where he is, man. Don't matter. What he's doing, he plays the roles of the underdog incredibly well. You got to give my man Ram Mysterio that, bro. Like, he plays it super-duper well. I mean, sometimes he will have dis- disadvantages, you know, compared to some taller opponents that, you know, over time. But he's literally named the ultimate underdog for a reason. Like, even before The Miz became the underdog, even before... Dolph Ziggler became the underdog. Rey Mysterio is legit the underdog that has been the WWE for a long time, bro. Even before the whole Luchador Mass thing came into play. Even though, he, like, it he's been that dude for a long time. <laughs> yes, he probably doesn't. You know, it, maybe it doesn't feel right to some people because you know him holding United States Championship because in this, in a lot of people's minds, he don't need it. But a lot of people like myself want to see him one gold at least one last time before it's time for him to pack it up and be like, I'm done. I can't do it no more, you know. And you know, my body's telling me I can't. Bro, I can't do this. And it, it's happy to see that, uh, like a very wise old timer that still moves as fast as a lot of the youngsters out there from NXT w, for Raw and SmackDown. Can he can move as just as fast as him, even though his body is like literally starting to break down like year by year, day by day. But yes, he like obviously in a lot of people's eyes, he is the wrong person to win the United States champion, the United States championship. But he's only a temporary champion. He's not going to be United States champion forever. Like you gotta remember that he's not gonna be United States champion forever. Like, just love, just re- just respect him as United States champion, and respect him as a leader of the LWO, bro. He's guiding the younger generation, bro. Like, like for example, Santos Escobar, bro. That and and L El- that he's he's basically guiding them, bro. He's guiding them to be great superstars. Zelina Vega, she's doing better, a lot better like she proved herself from like way 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 back even before lwo was even a thing santos escobar is doing a lot better like remember that when he was at money in the bank when he was in that money bank ladder match and that it was a whole nxt ladder match bro that says it all right there like fantasma the entire squad is looking good man Yes, they haven't won NXT like they have. Sorry, not NXT gold, but they haven't won tag team gold yet. But they will. They will, and they can. And obviously, Rey Mysterio can see Santos Escobar as a world champion. He can because he has he has that creativity. He has that ability to be like, all right, we we see what you're doing with him, and we're gonna push him to the moon. We're gonna stick him with you, and we're gonna push him to the moon because he's that dude he can basically advise anybody and then you could take that and run with it and you gonna be good for a very long time like he's helping out he's he's literally helping out younger talent to help them propel their careers forward don't matter what you're doing don't matter if you're trying to be world champion doesn't matter if you're trying to be undisputed champion doesn't matter if you're trying to be nxt champion it doesn't matter who you are and where you are in this business and where you stand as long as you take that take his advice and run with it and ha- and have that and meditate on that meditate on what he's saying to you you're good you're 100 percent good like ray mysterio is literally in his twilight of his career if people don't know what that means it it means that he doesn't need any slight like, cement him, he needs to need to cement himself as one of the biggest star in the company today obviously you can argue with that with some people, like you know Butch, aka Pete Dunne, Sosa Cole, or L.A. Knight, because obviously these all these performers that I just named could you know could have used belts to make name for themselves in WWE. Like at the moment, like Roman Reigns, like Roman Reigns rank, reign, like title reign is just about the belts. Like once he loses those belts. He's not he's gonna be known but he's not gonna be as known as he was like the tribal chief as the head of the table because like his whole name is surrounded by though by that title and like you gotta remember when you're considering who can take a, a WWE belt away from Ray Mysterio, obviously there's many people that could come to mind obviously the one of them is at the moment, Santos Escobar, because we're at the moment we're seeing what a shift between <clears throat> like who probably will have the belt next, probably besides LA Knight. And we're literally they're literally setting up a feud between Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. And they're gonna end I don't and you probably have Rey Mysterio retaining on Santos or Santos taking away the title. And then after that, you probably see later on the line LA Knight versus Santos Escobar. Like, you can see a lot of stuff happening, but you got to also remember, there are a lot of young superstars like him who could literally take the belt from the the luchador himself, the legendary luchador. There's obviously another person like like Grayson Waller who could also succeed at taking you, you know, the U.S. championship because Grayson Waller is a person that has never won gold in NXT ever. He has great in-ring skills. He has he uh, he can literally talk great right on the mic. The dude is literally great at almost everything. But when he falls short as he always falls short as getting a title run, a good title run. And after all that, you can finally have a megastar on such a run right now that you can easily justify him having the belt. Like you got to remember, Rey Mysterio has been in the WWE since probably the late 1990s, man. It is now two, 2023. The dude has been doing this for a very, very long time. Dude is a Hall of Famer for a reason. He is a former U.S. champion. He is a former IC champion. He is a former cruiserweight head, like cruiserweight champion. He is a former world champion, tag team champion former former WWE champion, like he has done it all, man. He has done it all in WWE. And looking at Rey Mysterio, being like, oh, he's washed up. Oh, he he doesn't have it like he used to. Like every wrestler's gonna be like that, man. Every wrestler's gonna be like that. So you can't be mad. You can't be mad at Rey Mysterio for taking the title away from a boring you know, a boring wrestler like Austin Theory. Austin Theory is just hella boring. He's hella boring. He cuts he cuts mid-promos. He's, he's very bad on the mic. Like, and he has really nothing to show for it. The only thing that Austin Theory has to show for it, and the only thing this man can even brag about, is him being, oh, I beat John Cena at WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood. And... I, and I'm the better United States champion. That's the only thing that Austin Theory had going for himself. The only thing that Austin Theory had going for himself. So, you know, for people that, like I said, again, like people that is getting mad because obviously LA Knight is not champion yet and you're bashing Rey Mysterio because, oh, I never wanted Rey Mysterio to win. Like, what's the point of Rey Mysterio having to win? Because giving a ring like that, it will make you think about, you know, yo, maybe this is his last his last title ring ever. Like, will we see Rey Mysterio ever win a title again? Like, that's stuff you have to think about. That's stuff that you have to take in, like, in consideration. Because, like I said, we don't know when his final moments in the WWE will be. We don't know. So, bashing Rey Mysterio for him taking the title off of Theory when it should be LA Knight, when it should be Sandra Escobar. I mean, y'all can be mad about it. It's y'all opinions. I don't care. But me, me personally as a wrestling fan, doesn't matter if it's AEW, doesn't matter if it's WWE, I'll cherish the time that this guy has left in WWE because, like I said, injury, anything from him retiring or him getting an injury to the point he has to be forced to retire. Like, it can happen. It can happen, and we don't know when that will be. So, at this very moment, cherish and love Rey Mysterio's final moments as United States champion, his final moments with this, with his last reign. Because like I said, once his reign is done, we're probably not going to see another reign for him ever, and I mean ever again. So, all y'all haters that's, you know, bashing Rey Mysterio for this, stop it. Like. Stop, stop doing this, man. Like, let the man live. Let the man have a good title reign. And let, it, and then when that happens, let him retire in peace. Don't don't bash him because your favorite wrestler, like L.A. Knight, is not United States cha- champion yet, man. Just wait it out. It's going to happen, all right? Just wait it out. So, next thing, next topic I want to talk about. So, you already know Edge. A beloved Hall of Famer like himself, Edge. His last match was a couple weeks back. And yes, he is retired. I miss Edge. Y'all miss Edge. The whole WWE universe misses Edge. And people was thinking like, yo, is he really retired? Is he going to AEW? Is he going to stretch out his last match to WrestleMania? Like, what is he going to do? And even though he was in WWE for a very, very very long time, just like Raymond Mysterio. They're both in the industry for a very long time. Best buds even. And a lot of people saying that his last match, his official last match, should be at the show of all shows, the biggest wrestling show of the year, WrestleMania. And I would love that for happen. Me personally, I would love for that to happen. But in my mind, people some people's probably not gonna like me about the for what I'm gonna say. But I feel like his last match should be an AEW. And hear me out. Hear me out. I know some people's not gonna agree with me with that. And I I definitely know some people's not gonna agree with me with that. But me personally, I honestly feel like his last match should legit be an AEW. Because obviously, if you if you know with Christian, Christian and also half of the roster is not really fond upon wwe like we know this like wwe and a lot of its older wrestlers like christian jeff hardy matt hardy samoa joe adam cole andrada and the list can go on and on and on Soraya, aka page tony storm ruby soho or ruby Riot, like there's so much people that you can Name off that don't have a good track record when it comes to WWE. So even if you can say, "Oh, I want my, I want his last match to be with Christian," and and you know with Christian at WWE, I'm like, yeah, that could happen if Christian and WWE wasn't on bad terms. Because after a while, when Christian, I don't remember if Christian got, I don't remember if Christian left or Christian got fired. I don't remember what the story was behind Christian. But all I know is that he wants to go where his best friend is or or, you know, which is a W. And I know that he did a video saying, uh, you know, going on like he never really rejected WWE's offer. Like he just turned it down for the time being because he doesn't know what to do. So he's not going to, you know, do an extension on it. And understandable because, you know, you're tired. Your bones is not where they used to be. You know, you're getting weaker by the moment, you know, your body's breaking down, your body's saying, Hey, you know, I took a lot of beatings, you know, I got a lot of injuries, so you know, I need I need to I need to slide a bit. I need I need to step away from that light, you feel me? So seeing that and hearing that, I'm like, that's understandable. Like, dude is in his old age. He's he's close to damn near 50. So like I can understand that his body is not where it used to be. He's not young, he's not as fit as he once was. Like he's not very energetic. He he has a bunch of energy, but he's not as energetic as his younger self was. So a lot of stuff he has to take in consideration. So and 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 especially you also got to think about you know he he did say to himself that or he did say over um when he was uh taking a video and he posted I remember on Twitter or Instagram or whatever he said if he does go to AEW that's going to be a lot of people that he has never wrestled with before which is he wants to change up the scenery, which I don't blame him. And me seeing him wrestling AEW, that would be really cool. Like, think about it. That would be really dope to see. He will be wrestling with the people like, you know, against Christian, maybe with like against FTR, shoot, MJF, Adam Cole. You know, um, there's a lot of people that he would be wrestling against. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind for it. Like Samoa Joe, like, Ricky starts like there's so much people Malachi black buddy like buddy Matthews so much people that were either like former like WWE stars or current like AEW slash ring of honor stars like like another person down in my head if I gotta say Andrade like so much people there I mean there's so much people you can think of like Jay lethal as well too like mark briscoff like or mark briscoe like people that he has never wrestled with before he can do that he can he can jump ship the AEW, be like all right i'm here now who am i wrestling and you gotta remember that pop that pop if he does that like you you like on a regular episode of like dynamite or all out or revolution all you hear is you think you know me and then on this day I see clearly. And after you hear that that song from Edge, how loud that pop would be would be immaculately insane. And you also gotta remember CM Punk, just, just think about it. CM Punk versus Edge. Like, do you just just think about that for a moment. The Rated R Superstar Edge versus CM Punk. That match would be good, and I mean that match would be very, very good. Oh, just thinking about it, just, just, it's just bringing me goosebumps, man. It's, it's literally bringing me goosebumps at this moment because I would love to see something crazy, crazy as that and if it happens shoot i'ma love it i, I will love it because i i wouldn't know because we like like i said he might be AEW bound he might not be AEW bound we don't know yet obviously we we don't we don't know obviously there's a whole bunch of clickbait out there like yo he's staying in wwe no he is going to AEW we don't know yet he himself said i don't know I got to think about it, I got to reflect on it, I got to meditate on it, and then I'll get back to you. Because, like myself, I would have gave the same answer. I would. For a person that gave WWE his all for the amount of times literally like doing an early retirement because of a neck injury in 2011, and then coming back almost a decade later, and then retiring three years after that, bruh, that says a lot. For you, giving one company your all for the longest time, you having the accolades, have you, you know, you had, you know, former world heavyweight champion, former WWE champion, former, like, former IC champion, former United States champion, former tag team champion, had Robert, had legendary rivalry with John Cena, Randy Orton. Um, did stuff with Triple H, you did stuff for the Roman Reigns before you retired, you did stuff with Daniel Bryan before you retired, like you having a big, huge rivalry between the whole Judgment Day and yourself for a good year plus, that's a lot of stuff. Especially with the whole thing between Matt Hardy and and, and Alita way back when. Like, you got to remember, man, Edge has been through it all. Edge Edge has been doing this for a long time, man. And I don't blame him for stopping. I don't blame him for being like, you know what? I gave WWE my all. It's time to go to a new company and experience new things. If I was Edge, I would go straight to AEW. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, like, make it, like, official official yet. But I would be thinking about, like, yeah, I want to go to AEW. I want to go, like, you know, wrestle... Um, I want to wrestle new people. I want to get titles that I never won before. Like, say for example, man, like, imagine Edge being becoming AEW World Champion. Imagine that. Imagine him becoming TNT Champion. Imagine him becoming a trio champion. Imagine him becoming like AEW World Tag Team Champion. Like those, these are things you got to take into consideration. Like. All that is like dream-worthy stuff. In my book, that's dream-worthy stuff. And would I say he will be the longest? Would he be the longest AEW world champion? Probably not. Probably won't. He'd probably have it for maybe a good six, seven months. Maybe. Maybe eight. Maybe nine, if that's stretching it. But he won't be world champion for a long time. I will enjoy his reign while it will last. I would. Well, he won't be the longest AEW world champion of all time. Like, dude, like I said, dude has been doing it for a long time in the WWE. He has. He's tired. He wants to spend time with his family. He wants to spend time with his wife. Like, like, he wants to be a dad. He wants to be a stay-at-home dad. Dude can do that. He can do that. It's his life. It's his choice. You can't be... You know, for all the people that's like Dick Wright and be like, "Oh, he should just wrestle with AEW. He should have his last name with WWE. No, no. A like he should be in AEW. Like me personally, I would like to see him AEW. Will it happen? Maybe, maybe not. It just depends on his body, is. Yeah, remember, man. Like you want your like people. You want like people said. Oh, I want John Cena man. I want John Cena to have one more title. You gotta remember, man. When it comes to a certain point in all these wrestlers that we love, Randy Orton. Big E, Roman Reigns, John Cena, Edge—just for another example. Like their body, like you can say yes, you can do one more. You can do one more time. You can have one more title reign. You can they, their mind can say that, but their body can say com- something completely different. And it'd be like, yeah, bro, I can't do this, and you're gonna be sad, like, bro, you you can do one more title. You can do one more title reign. Not with the body that that they have, bro. Not with the body that they have now. Like they've been entertaining me, y'all, for years and years upon years upon years. And I wouldn't be say, wouldn't be surprised to be like, bro, I gotta hang it up. I'm done. I can't do with this no more, man. My my body's taking my toll on me, man. I I can barely do stuff, bro. Like like for us, you see how people be like pulling their body just by doing random stuff. And like, and I'm not talking about like what you see in the ring. I'm talking about just picking up something or, you know, you're just trying to stretch and you you throw something out. Like that's us regularly for them, for wrestlers. They put their body on the line to entertain us. Edge put his body on the line countless of times to entertain us. The WWE universe, the wrestling universe to be like, to, to, you know, so you can guys leave the arena happy with smiles on your faces. And be like, "Yo, I see my wrestler. I see my favorite wrestler. I've seen my hero." You like I said, you can, you guys can get mad about him not renewing his contract immediately with WWE. I don't care. As long as he can make up his mind, as long as he does what's best for him, I could care less what happens, man. I could care less. So at the end of the day, Edge has brought it all to the table. He has brought it all to the table it's about time he finally has time for himself for his kids for his family and you know be the loving dad that he wants to be and see his daughters you know with smiles on his faces be like yeah my dad was a WWE superstar he was a WWE superstar and he put his all on the line and I love what he does so just to sum up Will I feel like he'd go to AEW? Maybe, maybe not. Will he probably go to WWE? Will he probably stay with WWE? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But time will the time will come. The time will come when he will literally tell us if he stay if he's gonna if he's gonna stay one more th- for another year or leave and go to AEW. We don't know. But like I said, me personally, I would definitely love to see the Hardys versus Christian and Edge. I'm just saying. All right, so next one we got on the list is talking about my WWE payback predictions. I'm excited for payback since it's this Saturday. I'm hype. I'm going to be watching with some homies of mine, and I'm going to be chilling. I'm going to be vibing. But it's a lot of, a lot of good matches on that list. Some of them are probably going to be mid, and some of them, one of them I'm probably just not going to look forward to. But it is what it is. It's payback. It's, may, it's probably a filler show. It's probably not. I don't know. We just have to wait and see. But the first match we have on the list is Seth freaking Rollins, the visionary himself, defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. This match is the main event on the list that I know for sure, and I know that Shinsuke Nakamura has never held a World Heavyweight title besides the NXT Championship way back when, I think 2020. 2015, 2016 It's probably, it's been a long time since he won something that's close to world gold on the main roster. He's had, he's been, he's a one-time NXT champion. He has held the IC champion before. He has held the United States Championship. And he has held the SmackDown Tag Team titles before. But he has never won world championship gold. And I am upset about that because... He was technically supposed to win the WWE Championship back in what 2018 in WrestleMania, New Orleans. I forgot what number of WrestleMania that was. But even though he was not in the main event of WrestleMania, but he did go against AJ Styles, and he basically lost by a tiny hair, which fucking sucks. And after that, they never really pushed him for world title gold anymore, which is also terrible. So I'm glad that they're recognizing that he's worth or he's worth He's worth the the he's worth the chance to take it on, honestly, because the dude deserves to be world heavyweight champion. He's been been the WWE for many years. I would probably say close to a decade, but he's been the, the WWE for a long time, and he deserves something, an opportunity like this. Like you worked your ass off in the mid card te- scene, you worked your ass off in the tag team scene. It's about time for you to to go. To go at the level where Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, The Miz, all those superstars that have won world championship gold or is currently have world championship titles at the moment should be at. And obviously Seth Rollins has been doing this since S.H.I.E.L.D. days. You feel me? He's been doing this since NXT days when he was became the first NXT champion in 2012. That golden era of 2012 all the way to 2021 of NXT. And then he became... Then he became tag team champion. He became WWE champion. He became universal champion, United States champion, IC champion, Raw champion, it's Raw tag team. He's became every championship. He has every championship technically known to man. So having him become world championship is just world champion is another accolade on his list. Plus the dude deserves it. But especially with the back injury that he had, because he had to relinquish the WWE title all those years ago, and now that this same back injury is now catching up to him, it's not going to look good. So I don't know if he's going to end up, you know, winning, but then he sprains his back, and then he's out for who knows how much long, how long, and then he has to relinquish the title, or Shinsuke beats him, and he still has to leave WWE, we just don't know. And I, I know he's going to probably push through the pain, even though half the time that's not really a good idea for a wrestler like himself. But it's, it's Seth Rollins, so I don't know what's going to happen. But I only know that the, this main event match will be a banger, even though my money's somewhat on Seth, but also someone on Shinsuke, So it's like a 50-50, but at this point, it's like anybody's ballgame. So next title match we have on the list is the Women's World Championship match. Rhea Bloody Ripley going against Raquel Rodriguez. These two women go back to NXT. I, that's, that's how I know this. Them, these two go back to NXT. I remember they're both NXT women's champions at that point in that era. Raquel is a six, I think what 6'2? 6'2 powerhouse when it comes to the women's division. Raquel Rodriguez is around maybe like six feet, maybe 5'11", but they both are strong for their size. They are very athletic. They are very strong, and they technically can beat the whole women's division on Raw and SmackDown with just themselves alone. Like, I've seen Raquel Rodriguez on Raw. I've seen her on SmackDown. She can hold her own. She is a very dominant person when it comes to wrestling wrestling. On WWE like that on wrestling on WWE television none, none of the facts and me personally I I love Raquel I love like I love her to death she deserves to be in this scene she she's a she's a very great person when it comes to wrestling but Rhea Ripley has done it all man she is a former. NXT women's champion. She's a former NXT UK women's champion. She's a former women's tag team champion. She is a former WWE Raw women's champion aka world women's champion. She is a former SmackDown aka women's like aka WWE uh, women's champion. She she's done it all. The only thing that she has not done is won the money in the bank. Like she also won the Royal Rumble earlier this year. So Like I said, the woman is on track to technically win everything. And I mean everything in WWE at least once. Will I say probably twice? Maybe. Maybe she'll probably win twice. I don't know. But all I know is that she deserves this title. Even though her title reign is not, you know, it hasn't really that memorable because she only has technically two matches and they're only both. I won't say two matches. It's more like... She has, she has held the title for a long time, but she only technically had two matches to defend her title in. And she defended it twice against Natalia and now once against Raquel Rodriguez. So, you know, it's... You no, know, the title reign is not looking... It's it's looking mid for, uh, for Rhea right now. It's looking very mid. I mean, yes, they're dominant even though... Her second match with the title was really good. Her first match, she squashed her. And then her, her third match, like, basically putting the title on the line is 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 is, is looking... It's going to look good. It's going to look good. But all I know is that Rhea is definitely going to retain. It's Rhea Ripley, bro. She's going to retain regardless. Like, don't, don't matter if it's with by herself or with dirty Dominic Mysterio. It's, she's going to retain. Next match we got on the list... Is Becky Lynch battling Trish Stratus inside of a steel cage? And this match has basically got me hyped. Like, basically, this match has got me hyped. I won't say all the way hyped, but from what happened on Monday Night Raw against Zoe Stark in that Falls Count Anywhere match. Yeah, that match has got me hyped for this match. Because I didn't like that it was where the match or this, where this rivalry was going because of how they're executing it. Like they did great job. They did a great job with uh, with the first match at Night of Champions. They did a good job at Money in the Bank. Now when it was supposed to come to the end of this match, end of this rivalry match, um or this rivalry in general, they it was supposed to be on SummerSlam and the card was too full so they took them out of SummerSlam. And put in the Battle Royal match. And now, like, fast forward to Payback, which is coming up this Saturday. Now we're finally going to have the end of this match, which is a steel cage match. Yes, their last match was technically supposed to be on Raw. Like, the original plan was was, was SummerSlam, and they moved that to Raw. And that, and that ended in a double count-out. And then that ended up getting switched to Payback. So now their final match will be at Payback. And... For some, it's going to be Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark's going to find a way to help Trish win. But in my mind, I want this is where I want Lita to come back. I want Lita to take her revenge and literally cause Trish Stratus to win and have Becky Lynch win. And then you can set up a tag team match between Becky Lynch and Lita versus Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark. And then that would be a great uh that would be a great women's tag team match and that, that i I personally find that very amusing and i would be amazed by that but i know that in this match becky lynch is gonna re, you know is gonna win it's, it's 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 the man for crying out loud man you you don't mess with the man especially you don't mess with the man's man to be completely honest with you so in in this match i feel like becky lynch will win it's it's Becky, Trish, she's going to be mad when she loses, but it is what it is. You feel me? So, next match we have is the Undisputed Tag Team Championship match. We have your boy Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens going against the Judgment Day. Finn Balor and Damian Priest. This... This, I'm getting I'm getting tired of this. I'm, I'm getting tired between them. Like the, I'm getting tired to see either Finn versus Sammy or Finn versus Kevin or Damon versus Sammy or Damon versus or Kevin. Like I, I I'm kind of tired of this man. Like I'm just seeing the, the same four people, the same group going against, even if Cody gets involved, the same people. I'm just tired. And maybe sometimes Seth. Okay? But I'm literally tired of seeing the same set of people going against each other, and it's only right to end this whole entire crap, this whole entire rivalry thing between these these two people, or these four people, in a steel case match. It's only right to do that, because Finn needs to get the work, Damien definitely needs to get the work, and obviously, it's gonna be it, it like even if they lose this match which I know that they will lose this match I know that Finn and Damon is just not gonna go on terms bro they're probably gonna go on terms for maybe the beginning of the match but towards the end someone's gonna mess up somewhere it's gonna be either Finn or Damon and when that happens, they're gonna clash they're gonna cost ti- they're gonna cost themselves the titles and I know that Sammy and Kevin's gonna retain simple because it's Sammy and Kevin. They've been dealing with them for months on end. A good baby, two to three months, but they've been dealing with them with months, and it's probably tiring to these two, bruh. I would be tired of wrestling the same stupid people every single time, man. Like, bruh, I've been putting up with you, like, every single time. you be interfering in my match. You been you basically beat my partner, like, and beat up my partner for no reason. Like, I'm tired of you. I'm going to give you the beats, and you're going to get it. Simple. So, I'm glad this, this is going to be a Street Fight match. I know it will be a very brutal Street Fight match. I know that 100% for sure. And plus, I know, well, 100% that Kevin Owens and Sami Chayn is going to give them the beats because, one, they deserve it. And, two, I know that JD is going to find some it, – gonna, he's, gonna he's basically going to nudge his way into Judgment Day business and find some way either they're going to make them lose – or he's going to be like cautioning them the championship by either talking to them or talking them an object in the ring and probably cheating to, to win. And it's going to fail and it's going to look bad on JD and it's going to look bad on Finn. And Damon's going to be pissed and it's going to be the same type of thing over and over and over again. I just know that will happen because it's JD, McDonough, and plus it's Damian Priest and Finn Balor because all three of them can't even get on the same page. Maybe JD and Finn can, but not Damien and and JD and Finn. Not all three of them together. I'm just telling the truth. You feel me? But I know that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is gonna retain because they they are them. You feel me? So next one we got is the Grayson Waller effects. Basically, Cody Rhodes is gonna be on the Grayson Waller effect on um, payback. One, I'm gonna keep the short and sweet. I don't know why this is on here. I really don't know why. This is kind of dumb. This should be on the episode of SmackDown, but it's not. Um, I don't like. I said I don't know if it's gonna be the same thing like they did at WrestleMania 38, when it's gonna be a a show turn into a fight. I don't know. All I know that this is kind of a dumb thing to put this on there, but it's WWE, so we just gonna to have to see what happens. Honestly, that's all I gotta say about that. But next one won't we'll talk. Next match i want to talk about is Rey Mysterio defending the United States Championship against Austin Theory. Long story short, Austin Theory is not going to win this match. And if he does, he's going to win because Santos Escobar interfered and cost Ray the championship. And if that doesn't happen, he's basically going to have, he's going to come out after Ray wins and then beats up Rey Mysterio. It's going to be one to two. I know that's what's going to happen because it's, it's Ray Risterio, and it's Austin Theory. We we all know Austin Theory is obsessed with the United States Championship because that's the only thing that he think about. He's not thinking about no IC, no tag titles, no World Heavyweight Champion, World Championship. We just know that he's obsessed with the United States Championship and he's a dull person when it comes to United States Championship. Like, oh my God, this dude sucks when it comes to United States Championship. But it is what it is. Will I say Ray will retain? Yes. And if he doesn't, we all boo Theory. Simple. Now, the last match I am, the last card on this match I am very, that I'm looking forward to a lot is The Miz versus LA Knight. Yeah! This match is going to be really good. Just the promos alone, the promos alone, bro, made this match, that is basically hyping up this match a lot, man. If you remember, like, LA Knight promo was very great, but what happened on Monday Night Raw? When we, when we all thought L.A. Night was coming out on Raw, but it was just Miz dressing up like L.A. Night, and that impersonation by the Miz, literally acting like L.A. Night was, bro, that was golden, man. He was like, let me talk to you. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, yeah, I mean, what? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is golden Miz, bro. When, he, when you can get under the skin of a wrestler like that, Bro, this this is why Miz is very underrated in this generation, man. This modern generation right now, Miz is so underrated, man. And this this is the type of stuff that makes him great, but people don't look at him like that because he's not at the top of the top of his game like Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and all those other people. This, I give credit where credit due, and Miz brings out the best of him in, in this promo at Monday Night Raw, bro. When he basically said that, Y'all, like, basically talking the mess out of LA Nights, saying that you should not be followers, you should not be birds, bruh. You are becoming more pathetic because anybody can do a catchphrase, bruh. He basically just said in front of every, like, in a WWE crowd, basically in a nice way, you're basically a Stone Cold Steve Austin ripoff. That's what he basically said. So, stuff like this, Miz can take and run with it, and it's going to be golden. Like, dude can make promos so good that you're going to be like, why do we look at The Miz as an underdog in this situation? Like, and this match, I can say, this match can go 50-50. As much as I want LA Knight to win, I want The Miz to win. So, it doesn't matter with this match. Either way, 50-50, I am down for this match, bro. Specifically this match. <laughs> but, overall, man, with the whole payback, payback PLE coming, I'm excited. I'm hyped. I'm gonna love it I'm gonna tune in on peacock on Saturday with the homeboy with homeboys of mine and we're gonna be chilling we gonna be we're gonna, we gonna be having fun you feel me but uh I like I said I can't wait for payback and I'm excited and we're gonna see what happened when it comes Saturday night all right you guys so uh <laughs> I got a, uh, I was thinking about this and I didn't know how to go into this but it's a hot take that I was I had Ooh, that I looked at it on Twitter, and ooh, a lot of people have mixed feelings about it. Um, me, personally, I, I I also have mixed feelings about this. Um, But I feel like it should happen only if this person takes it seriously. And my hot take is Logan Paul should win a WWE title. I'll say it again for the people in the back. Logan Paul should win a WWE title. And I know some of y'all are going to be thinking like, what? What was this man saying right now? Winning a WWE title? Yes, my boy. Logan Paul should win a WWE title. Only if, and I mean only if, he takes it 100% serious. Why I say that? Because, you know, Logan Paul is, you know, not only a WWE wrestler... But he has a podcast. He's currently, I think, doing a little bit of boxing here and there. So he's not all the way in with WWE, but he's he's in it. You feel me? And I would say if he takes the sport a little bit more seriously, can can you know can wrestle on house shows, can wrestle on you know Raw and SmackDown more frequently, you know, can actually do it this time instead of like just cutting promos and stuff and actually wrestle on the, on the you know, on the Raw, on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, besides the PLEs, then I would say, all right, you can put him in the IC title spot once Gunther drops it, or you can have him start as the United States Championship spot, but well, that means he goes from Raw to SmackDown, like beforehand, and because he's a free agent, so he can move whenever he feels like it, but I honestly... Feel like he should win a WWE title because the dude is great the dude is great on them the dude is is, is good man you, i won't say great on the mic but he's really good on the mic especially you you got to think about this man if logan paul won a WWE title especially i think and hear me out especially with the most hated person on the raw roster right now dominic mysterio imagine logan paul the maverick and dirty dominic mysterio winning tag team titles winning the undisputed tag team titles you know how much booze these two guys will have on the roster dominic mysterio already gets booed enough he gets booed out the billing out the building he doesn't even open his mouth all you hear is boo boo when people just call him when his people be like, oh, or my Dom Dom, like Real Ripley says. Or just be like, or Dominic Mysterio. The boos go off. Especially when he talks. He try to get some words out. Boo. And I mean, boo. But you know, boo. And even when he talks over them, their boos get louder than his than him talking on the mic. So Gary had one of the most hated heels right on Raw. Bow right there. And we have Logan Paul, the most cocky, arrogant heel on like another cocky, arrogant heel on the raw roster that people hate. I won't say equally as hate as as Dominic Mysterio because people hate Dominic way more than hate Logan. And just just imagine the booze that they will get on the roster would be crazy, man. That'll be it will be immaculately crazy. And people say, yo, but why, why don't I like Jake Paul and Logan Paul? Because Jake Paul does boxing, and Jake Paul doesn't know anything about wrestling. He doesn't know anything about WWE. He doesn't know anything about AEW. He just knows, He knows diddly squat about wrestling. Unlike Logan Paul and Dominic Mysterio, bruh, the most hated people on the roster by far. You think Roman Reigns is hated because how he is now. Nah, nah. Nah, nah. Logan Paul and Dirty Dominic Mysterio would be the most hated people in the modern generation of Raw and SmackDown combined. Combined. Logan Paul should definitely win some tag team gold, man. Even if the Judgment Day breaks up and Logan Paul somehow teams up with Dominic Mysterio and ends up winning like undisputed tag team gold. Bruh. They would be hated to every ple every raw, live raw taping every live smackdown taping every every like uh live house show it walking on the street literally fulfilling a video on instagram them two would be the most hated people on the internet and in and in wrestling real in wrestling in real life they would be like it would be crazy And I mean, crazy if that happens, man. Especially, you got to give credit where credit's due because Dominic is the most hated NXT North American champion right now. And Logan Paul is just hated overall in general. So, I, I personally would love to see that happen. And, you know, later on when he takes it a lot more seriously than, you know, he did before, then you can put him in the World Heavyweight title spot. Then you could put him as in the you know the undisputed you know tag team sorry the undisputed uh universal championship spot again like what he did back in the crown jewel against roman reigns all the, like you know like last year so you can do that just have this man come in do what he has to do and have him get better on the mic he's already great in the ring so you don't really need to change anything about the ring but on the mic and him cutting promos is where he needs to start, you know, getting better because he'd he, he be struggling. He'd be struggling cutting promos in front of thousands and thousands of people. He can roast them real good in front of thousands and thousands of people. Like that's not a problem. But just talking, his talk is the most hardest thing for him to do. It is. It's 100% the most hardest thing for him to do. Because the dude is talking to a bunch of people that straight up just don't want to see him, don't like him. Want him gone for the WWE, but you can't hate on this man because he's that good in the ring. He is really that good in the ring. He was he was him since WrestleMania of 2018. You feel I me? Mean? He was good since WrestleMania 38. So, yeah, I mean, he was hated, but he was not as hated as he is right now. Oh, God. Oh, my mama, man. That, that's 100% true. He was not... As hated from WrestleMania 38 to right now in the WWE. And the dude shows it on his face every single week. Week Weekend, week out, day in, day out. You see it. The dude is him. When it comes to in-ring work, he is him. When it it comes to being another heel that comes second to Dominic, Dominic Mysterio, he is him. They are them. They are them for a reason. They literally work their butts off. No matter what they're both doing, Dominic works his butt off with the Judgment Day. You know, obviously, sticks, has mommy by his side, doesn't leave his, uh, doesn't leave uh, her sight for a second, and shows up and shows out and basically shows people why he's North American champion, why he does what he does, why he's the most hated person on the Raw. NXT roster right now, I mean, besides Braun Breaker, I think Braun Breaker takes the cake for NXT, but on Raw, most hated person by far, by far, without no question of a doubt, the most hated person on the Raw roster, and I just Logan just gotta try a little bit harder, you try a little bit better, a little bit harder, and then you can, you know, push him, you know, for them titles, bro, but in 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 my mind, he needs a title. I would not say now, and I won't say very soon, because Duda has a lot of it, a lot of on his plate. He has a fight that he's training for, a boxing fight, a boxing match he's training for. He has stuff to do with his fiance. Technically, all oh, bad stuff. If you if you have not seen what's been dumping on on Twitter about his fiance currently, um, <laughs> it's it's looking crazy for your boy. Just saying. So he has that to worry about, and you know. I just, I want him to quit boxing, period, man. I mean, obviously, if someone's going to call you out and, you know, you got to step away and do the boxing thing and then come back and go back to doing, you know, WWE full-time, then you can do that. But, but as for, you know, him trying to get a WWE title. He has to be in the WWE a lot more for me to be like considering. Oh yeah, he deserves to be in the tag team title spot. He deserves to be in the IC title spot. He deserves to be in the United States Championship spot. Like, like I said, he's not all the way in goals yet at all for WWE. He's he's nowhere near that golden part to be like, yeah, I'm close. I can become IC champion or United States champion or undisputed tag team champion. Like, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Like, as long as this man shows up to PLEs, makes it in a lot more, can show up and show up and, you know, really achieve what he wants to do when it comes to WWE, when it comes to wrestling. And obviously we'll see what happens because, you know, Logan Paul, even though I somewhat like him, but someone don't like him all that much, it just depends on where my head is with him right now because, it can go either way, and it would be crazy to see him with world gold. I'm just saying. So, a person that I had in mind that a lot of people didn't really cry. I don't even think a lot of people had this person in their mind, but at like at all. But in my opinion, I feel like, or in my opinion, I feel that Ludwig Kaiser could be a very great singles competitor in the WWE. I say that because every time on Monday Night Raw, he has, you know, his constant present uh his cousin his constant presence in uh Imperium with alongside uh Giovanni uh uh sorry Giovanni Vinci and Gun- and uh the IC champion Gunther he plays a role as the as this right hand man and he does it very successfully, bruh. Obviously, he takes the beats that comes with it. You know, sometimes when letting down the group, he, you know, he he lifts his head up and be like, alright, I made a mistake, I'm gonna correct it, I'm gonna make this dude happy. And he does. And recent and then recently, on a lot of episodes on these past few weeks on uh, Raw, he even he showcased his skills more and more and he's putting on a pretty solid matches. He he bring on solid showings in a lot of his matches. And honestly, the dude can be can probably have a great singles run. He like it doesn't it, it can be either it can either be when Gunther's probably injured and it's him and Vinci and he can, you know, do a lot of singles run, maybe become, you know, a singles champion maybe at some point in time. Or, you know, you, or one, you don't have to break them up. You can just, you know, be like the new day or be like, you know, Montez Ford and, you know, Angelo Dawkins, the Street Profits or like the Hurt Business or the Bloodline. It doesn't, you don't have to break them up for them to win singles gold. You can just have them stay as a unit, stay as a faction and have them still win gold and just train to be a little bit better. Like, dude has been, dudes has been doing this since way back in Germany. I mean, way way back in Germany before he even came, before he even came to the WWE in like 2017. Man, he was he was like way before he came to the WWE. He was a very known wrestler even before Walter slash Gunther was a thing. Before Walter's career, Gunther's career skyrocketed to the moon. Like, I remember he started, in, uh he competed in I think it was like West Side Extreme Wrestling back in Germany and he did one he was a world champion and he won some tag team gold. And he became internationally known very quick to the point WWE picked up on it and WWE was like, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we are going to we going we do not do this. We don't we don't give you what you uh you know, we see you moving on an in independent circuit. We go, be like, you know what? We gonna give you a chance. We are gonna take a chance on you. And we gave, they gave him a chance. Obviously, his name back then was named, was it Marcel Bart? Was it Barthol or something like that? I th- I think I probably butchered his last name, but I remember it was like Marcel something. And obviously, after a while, Gunther and um, Gunther and him became very close friends. And then after that, they they formed Imperium, and after that, it went from uh, NXT UK, It went from NXT UK to then NXT, and time but time again, he shows why he's a great singles competitor. Man, he can be a great singles competitor. He's excellent on the mic. He's very uh, care. Uh, was it was it charismatic or charismatic? I, I'm saying this wrong. I know that. But um, he plays a very good role when it comes to an annoying heel very well. He's very good in the ring. His te- uh, his technical uh, powers is very fully displayed, especially when he has Gunther hyping him up by him side from telling me like, bro, you know you can do this? Do this. Come on. Come on. And then he basically hypes him up and be like, right, yeah, I can do this. I can show you. I can show y'all. And... By the way, he has a mix. When you see him, it's a lot of grappling and a lot of strikes. And that's what a lot of European wrestlers do, especially when he was on NXT UK. He did a lot of that. And recently, he had matches with big stars like Drew McIntyre, Otis, Chad Gable, Riddle. like, And he has wins over them, too. And obviously, WB takes them seriously because they're very popular babyfaces. He's like... Yo, he's beating our babyface guys. What should we do? And you see, I mean, sometimes he has help from Gunther, sometimes he has help from Vinci, but a lot of times he's doing it on his own and he proves, yo, I could be a great, I could be a great singles competitor, singles competitor. Just give me a chance and show y'all my potential. And I'm in there. I'm good. I'm in here. And Obviously he's been given some good wins over some very good like very great baby faces. And what does the future hold for Kaiser? Well obviously we know that right now he's gonna still stay with he's gonna still stay with Imperium. They're not gonna break up at any time soon unless either Gunther leaves and you know, he's on his own or you know obviously Kaiser and Vinci is doing their own thing or if Gunther's injured. Or Kaiser just like, you know, forget this. I can do this on my own. I'm a great singles competitor out. with um, You know, I'm a great singles competitor on my own. I did this before Gunther, and I can do this without him now. Like, honestly, you can pretty much, you can easily slot him into the midweight car because of his background and how he's been doing this since NXT. More like since extreme wrestling since you know he's been doing this since way before 17 2017 man he's been doing this for a long time so i can see him i can see him doing very very well very very well as a singles competitor it shows every single time maybe in the next couple years he can be ic champion or or united states championship or united states champion it's just a matter of time on how they book him properly how they how he does in his upcoming matches you know, obviously, a lot of European heels have done very well in mid card. You're in the mid card title, like where Baron when he was Bad News Barrett as and um as the IC champion and Cesaro when he was the United States champion and the IC champion. Um, it, it's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of European guys. Like you know, even Finn Balor. Finn Balor was NXT champion. He um and on top of that, he was United States champion. And IC champion. And universal champion. So, it's just a matter of time. It's literally a matter of time before we be like, all right. We we see what you got here. Like, there's so much people that has either won gold already that is European or has been in the mid-card title for so long that they're like, all right, cool. We're not going to put you anywhere else. But you're a great mid-card person. Like, there's another person that I have in mind that is also like this Dragonov. Dragonoff has, has you know, was a, like an NXT UK champion for a long time. Same thing goes for Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunne. They've been doing that for, for a long time. So they can fit perfectly in the mid-card role. Because they got the attitude. They got the mic skills. They got the charisma. They got the technicality. They basically do really well when it comes to their matches. They're great on promos. And they're great in the ring. What more do you want from these guys? What more do you want from Kaiser? Kaiser shows everything that is is good on a guy like himself as a great competitor as himself. Kaiser can be, shoot, if you can push him as world champion, shoot. I would push Kaiser at world champion because the dude can get it. Dude can get the work and he puts in the work every single week. Dude is him for a reason. And I like Kaiser. I mean, people don't like him all that much because he's like, he's basically under Gunther and he's not looked at a lot and be like, all right, I see you, but, you you know, you you not him yet. Like, people people don't see him as a guy that can become world champion, champion yet. I feel like, personally, he can be world champion. 100%. With enough practice, enough charisma... This dude can definitely be world champion in the next couple of years. 100%. And I give credit with credit, due. Kaiser is him. And especially, like, what he does when he introducing Gunther for, like, a world title match, which I love what he does. He'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, I, all ha- I have always, sorry, like, it's like, I have everybody show their gratitude for the ring. Gunther, like him himself, introducing Gunther alone is fire, fire. So like like i love you samantha but you don't need to introduce gunther you can like kaiser can introduce gunther and if kaiser's gone if samantha does it and he she introduces gunther okay i'll be like i i see you samantha I, I see you i see you okay but kaiser can do everything i mean yes he can do wrong sometimes you know when he's either a not looking or b just not pay attention whatsoever and then gets blindsided and then loses the match or sometimes he gets blindsided and still finds a way to win the match because it's it's Luke with Kaiser and he's part of you know one of the one of uh, the great I want one I said one of the greatest factions right now on on Raw besides the Judgment Day so like I said it's just a matter of time of what they plan on doing with Kaiser because you can't have this man. Just have him win gold for a good long time because this dude last time this dude has won gold was NXT NXT that was way too long ago way 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 too long ago so I just hope that they can you know I just, I just hope that they can have him have him do better but not I'm not in the ring because this dude's already fantastic in the ring but have him basically. Push himself to that limit to be like, I can be a great mid card uh, champion. I can be a great IC champion. I can be a great United States champion. It's just a matter of time of just how they book him, how you know how right they do by him, and just try not to book this man bad because we we see what bad booking does to great top guys, and it does not look well. I'm just telling the truth, man. I'm just saying. The last thing I want to talk about, and this this. Part or this, just just talking about this person in general, was a uh, very heartbreaking. It's very heartbreaking to do right now, and um, and it's and it's very hard to talk about this dude because he was a very kind and genuine person, and no matter what happens, he always see the good in things. And I'm gonna pay tribute and RIP to the great one with Ham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, only died at 36, and that was, he died very young, too young in, in my in my opinion, man. He he was gone way too soon, he had a bunch of things that he wanted to, to do in the second run of WWE, and this, no matter what happened to this man, no matter what was happening to him, no matter booking-wise or whatever, this dude always, Find a way to entertain us no matter what happens the bad booking ever since everything with the with the Wyatt family to going into him as the fiend the firefire flan no matter what type of character this man was playing and how bad the booking was each and every time they messed up on on bray white he always found a way to entertain us he always found a way to be like, I right, I might be I, this might be bad, but I'm gonna do it anyway because I wanna entertain the fans. I wanna entertain it. y'all sitting at home. And it, it's so sad to see a man with so much creative talent that he was born for a company like WWE to be gone way too soon. And I know that Bray Wyatt it, it was a was a fan was like was a family man and a friend to a lot of people in the WWE. Um like, the dude touched so much hearts in the WWE. He had great memories, especially with um, a lot of great people. John Cena, Randy, Braun Strowman, um, AJ Styles. Like, yeah, that's. He, has, he impacted so much people's lives. Like, on TV and in the backstage in the locker room and, you know, on house shows and everything. He. he 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 touched so much people's hearts, and I, it sucks that he's gone way too soon, man. And I know from the cause of death. I think he he uh he he got COVID earlier in the year, and I heard that he the reason how he died he he suffered a heart attack in his sleep, and he died just like that. And yeah, like after that, Bray Wyatt was not here on this earth with us no more. And it's sad because he had he was in a second run of WWE. Coming out of him getting fired in 2021 and from WWE when Vince didn't know what to do with him and any anything more with him, and just firing it out the blue randomly, which was the dumbest thing you could have do with a creative side like Bray Wyatt. And then people like AEW and Impact wanted to get him. And then he decided like a year later, they just decided to bring his ass back. And you know, once when he came back at Extreme Rules last year, which was like a big major ass pop of last year's paper, like ple, bro. We we were getting we we're getting like a very, you know, we we didn't know what we we're gonna do. They didn't know what we we're gonna do with his second with his second run, but we knew that his second run was gonna be very successful. And it sucks that we never had a We never had a chance to see what that second run run was gonna be like yes in the beginning of it it was very rocky because he did you know the you know it was this was just getting him we're not getting no we're not getting no fiend we're not getting no wife family this is Bray why we're getting Wyndham Rotunda's true self and a lot of people wasn't really rocking with that but me personally I liked it I liked the changed up I liked it was different even though his first match back to wrestling back in 2022 wasn't a great one yes it was with LA Knight but it wasn't a great one. But like I said, I'm not here to talk about all the bad. I'm I'm here to talk about all the good. His best moments, his great matches, his accomplishments, everything about this dude. So my best moments about Bray Wyatt is like when he was. Uh, it was it was throughout the years, and I, this is when uh, he started as. Uh, well, let, well, first of all, I'm going to talk about his uh his uh early uh basically his start of professional wrestling before I get to his moments and later on down in the year when he was in WWE. So obviously, I remember uh, he was in FCW Florida Championship Wrestling back in '09. Um, I remember he he debuted in a dark match and defeating Brian Josie. And after that, he debuted as uh, in 2009 as Alex Rotunda. He still had his last name; just had a different, you know, each and every time he had a different first name, but his last name was still the same. And then after a while, when he was in uh, when he was in FCW for for a good for a good year and a year or so around 2010 he joined NXT as Husky Harris if the OGs remember who Husky Harris was when he was on the Nexus and he was uh well before the Nexus even picked him up he was sided with Cody Rhodes as a WWE pro and everything and after that he made his televised WWE debut on uh June 8th on NXT and that was long that was like a very long time ago this was like going into this was going into him and be like being on the nxt roster and after that he was with mvp and after and then after a while he was doing some stuff with uh with cody rhodes and it was getting it was like on and off It he was like okay he was all right and then after a while he did some stuff um he was involving a brawl in NXT uh, with MVP and Kofi Kingston, and then he did he did continue to wrestle on a little bit on NXT, but a little bit in FCW. So he was still in the development. He was still in the developmental brand, but not all all the way into uh, WWE until it be until tw- like the middle uh until it was like around like what september or october of wwe is when he joined what the nexus the one uh one of the groups that should have been very dominant around that time but it wasn't and he was in a nexus for a, about a good year he was in the nexus about a good year he um he was with uh way bear he was with david uh otonga he slater he was in the first og nexus like the og og nexus before the nexus uh split and went to a little bit of a smaller nexus but it was taken over by cm punk at that time but um but yeah when he was in yeah he he was in a very proper group the nexus at still as husky harris you know he wasn't he was not really that known all the way not till later in his years and I remember he had matches with uh with John Cena and um uh, Wade Barrett, and it helped him and helped Bray, uh, Wade Barrett to win obviously. And then it had John Cena like form the Nexus. If you if you haven't, if nobody knows about that, I recommend you go look back at that set like that year in 2010, 2011, around when he was in the Nexus, and it, it was a crazy time. And after a while, when it was you know. After a while, when he got punted by uh, Randy Orton on Raw, he did to re- he he went back to FCW, and you know, like he was just thinking of something else or thinking of another way to uh, become known, become people will know him. And after a while, he was he was like you know he was people he was with people like Biggie Langston. He was with people like Lucky Cannon and Damon Sandow. He was with a, he was with uh he was with Rick uh Richie Steamboat. He was with a lot of people in FCW, and I mean a lot of people. And then, um, around twenty twelve, he repackaged himself as a uh, Bray White, and then him and Luke Harper became a thing. Uh, in before. And after that, when it uh, when FCW at that time was rebranded as NXT Wrestling, then it just went from there. It immediately went from there and they just skyrocketed, man. They skyrocketed to, to fame. And I remember when uh, he was faith, like, my, I think one of my moments, my, one of my favorite moments with him is when he was facing off against John Cena. At a WrestleMania, I think 2029, I think it was in like in 2014. And that was a fire match. That was it was it was worse than 29 or wrestle 30. I think it was like wrestle 30 WrestleMania 30. So at WrestleMania 30, he, he faced off against John Cena. That was a fire match. That was a fire match. And I know that they did. Um there there's also a of Wyatt family which is shield like later like way later on that was fired i think that was in my opinion that's like one of his best matches one of his i think that has to be at least in the top 3 one of his best matches like with especially when he was with the Wyatt family and after that <laughs> my favorite year even though he wasn't champion for a very long time he became WWE champion at like at Elimination Chamber around this time. Even though it sucks that he never he he wasn't really WWE champion for a long time, which it sucked because they could have they could have done something with his WWE championship reign. Let's be completely honest with you, man. Like once once he beat AJ Styles and as the last man, like he beat the last man in the Elimination Chamber, AJ Styles to become. WWE champion, and then it became it became Bray Wyatt versus John Cena at WrestleMania. They could have had John Cena lose, and the momentum of Bray Wyatt from there would have just skyrocketed. Have, have basically Bray Wyatt beat the best babyface in the business, the most over babyface of all time in WWE, John Cena. Have him lose to Bray Wyatt, and then you take him off as a babyface from there. Because the man that would have been a that would have been something good if WWE can some way somehow take that and then run with it, they he would have been the best. He would have been he would have been probably a really good WWE champion. But of course, after a month, it you know it fell short and he lost and he lost to John and John became um, WWE champion again and it sucked. But it is what it is. And then i know later on down the road around wrestlemania 36 the second day of wrestlemania 36 when this was like the performance center and there is um there is barely a uh there is no wrestlemania at all there is no crowd still WrestleMania, just no crowd and it sucked they had a uh, it was john cena versus the fiend like the fiend at this time and it was uh it was a very it was a very interesting match it was called the fire five uh funhouse match and it was a very cinematic match it was basically if y'all don't remember what this match was it was it was Bray Wyatt uh basically an inter- uh interrogating John Cena's whole career and relationship with the Y and uh, obviously deconstructing John Cena's character in the process and here and there there's a lot of brilliant and full fo- and it was a lot of silliness and brilliancy and a lot of Easter eggs, and a lot of stuff from his old times as John Cena, all the way up to where he is now, where where he was uh, uh, at WrestleMania 36, and that that alone, that was a fire match. And I know that um, what is it? And I remember another favorite match of mine is when he was a, uh, it was when he went against Daniel Bryan. This is bef- this was pre, this was like pre COVID. When it was like a strap match at Royal Rumble, the main event. That was really good. That was a really nice match. I really like this. And then I think one of my my top moments from him is when he debuted as the Fiend at SummerSlam and went and basically targeted Finn Balor. And I wish, and I wish, I wish, I wish we had the demon Finn Balor versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt oh my god if we had that match bro that would have been a crazy crazy match bro that would have been a crazy match and I will and I'm it sucks that we never had we never got to see that yes we see him face Finn Balor in like SummerSlam of 2019 but we never had The Fiend versus The Demon that would have been crazy that would have been so crazy to just see and to watch oh my god and i remember uh another another favorite moment of mine is when daniel Bryan joined uh the y family and then turned on them after some time after a while i forgot for how long but he turned on them and then the yes movie came back and woo boy that was that 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 was a good that was a good moment for me that was a really good moment for me um a little one uh a very underrated rivalry I do like to mention was uh Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns and this is before you know the whole Fiend character this is this was still when he was part of the Wyatt family and when both when both men were going at it for a few months to the point they will face off in a hell in a cell match and obviously they they delivered strong with that match, but it was fire. And I mean, it was hella good. Like up uh, and up uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt is I think the that was his main opponent for a very long time. Because him and Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt faced off a bunch of times throughout the years. And I mean a bunch of times throughout the years, man. So it, it was crazy to see what they did. And Like I said, my favorite one of all time was the the Wyatt family versus the the Shield at Elimination Chamber back in 2014. Like I said, best match of all time. And he, he was facing people like Braun Strowman. He faced John Cena. Like I said, he faced Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan a bunch of times, Matt Hardy at one point. Yeah, Matt Hardy at one point which was crazy. And I remember it was uh I forgot what the team was called. I think it was like, I think it was like the Devil of Destruction type uh, era for for Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt became Raw Tag Team Champions at one point and I remember uh that had Matt Hardy keep on saying "Delete! Delete! Delete! Delete!" Delete, delete. I remember that. That was a. <laughs> I don't remember all about that. There, um, as as partners, I don't remember all, a little bit all that. I just remember that part when Matt Hardy was doing that, uh, being that version of himself. It was it was a weird version of Matt. Not gonna lie, <laughs> wasn't expecting that. And oh man, it it. it all those memories that I'm just saying to you right now is, is stuff that I love throughout the time. Even though each and every time it was bad booking. It was just terrible booking. And don't get me started on what they did when he was the Universal Champion. Him as when he had the Red Championship. When he had the Red Universal Championship. Oh, boy, that shit was ugly as hell. That shit was goddamn awful. It was terrible, actually. Like, Jesus like it wasn't it wasn't that good. I remember he he beat Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel for the Universal Championship. Not the best main event match at all ever. It was pretty bad. Um, and then he changed from the title from red to blue. It was a little bit better looking to look at, but it was still pretty bad looking. Um, and then he they gave the and then they made the Fiend a personal. Uh, universal championship but it was like a fiend version and that was a when that was fire and when that title first debuted or it was first became a thing and in the uh in the WWE shop I think when it first uh took place I think that thing was like what $1,200 it wasn't a very it was a very expensive replica belt to be on the the WWE shop it was very expensive I didn't expect that a custom belt like that to be twelve hundred dollars. It was. I was like, I want it, but I don't want it that bad. It nah. It it just no no <laughs> hell no. <laughs> and yes, he had some memorable matches as when he had the blue universal title belt. Um, I they did do a Survivor Series when it, it was uh the main event of Venice Survivor Series when it was Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt for the universal title. Um, that happened and. They did another one when it was, uh, him again at uh, I think it was TLC, and then another one at uh Royal Rumble. So it was those three matches with bright with uh Bray. Uh, what is it? it? Was Daniel Bryan? Um, and I and I think if I remember completely, at Super Showdown is when is when, I don't know what they were doing with this man at Super Showdown, but he lost to Goldberg at Super Showdown, and that was the dumbest booking decision of all time. Like, I yes, Bray Wyatt had some dumb ones, but that one was the dumbest one of all time. Don't know why you would book The Fiend to lose against Goldberg. If anything, you book him to win, and then you can have, you can have him face Roman at WrestleMania for the, for the universal title. Because because in an interview, Roman Reigns said it himself, I'd rather the face Bray Wyatt than Goldberg as a universal champion. Like, he said it himself. He'd rather the face Bray Wyatt as a universal champion than Goldberg as a universal champion. Like, Goldberg beating Bray Wyatt killed Bray Wyatt's momentum 100%. And it was so bad the way, like, the way Vince McMahon did Bray Wyatt dirty. And after a while, they didn't know what to do with this man. After um, after a while, because now and then when when uh, Roman Reigns was supposed to beat Goldberg and obviously that didn't happen because. um, Because Roman had covid and he sat out and, you know, Braun Strowman took his place and then Braun Strowman beat Goldberg. And then we had a Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt feud. That was good, even though it was in front of a lot of people. It was a really good. uh, So it was kind of a good feud. And then after that, you know, we haven't seen Bray for a, a good minute until he was back when he was in a Thunderdome, when it was a little better better structure and everything. And then we had uh Bray versus Braun again. And then this is when Roman started to become the tribal chief and won the universal title, like literally pinned like Bray Wyatt like a couple minutes into the final minutes of the match and beat bray white to to win the universal championship from him and then after that we just never seen another rematch which sucked which was pretty weird like we never seen the fiend and roman reigns go at it again like at least one or two more times for the universal title don't know why but it never happened and then we had the fiend versus a rivalry between the fiend and um and Randy Orton in the Thunderdome, his rivalry matches with him was good, but uh, that whole fire, you know, that whole catch on fire type stipulation, that was dumb. And then him, Dave, and then him going to WrestleMania 37, but without the whole burnt up like costume and fiend it was just with with you know before the whole burning stuff when he was in uh when he was at Payback defending the title, it was. It was stupid it, it didn't really look right i'm like okay so why would you have him we're all wondering like why would you have him go out to wrestlemania 30, 37 with none of the flaming like the the gear that caught on fire why was it new gear it, it didn't make sense and then vince let him go vince basically cut him from the roster and then after a year later when triple h became you know became the head of creative and everything like that and also a little bit ahead of the company as well too. Before Vince came back, you know now, the biggest pop of Extreme Rules of 2022 last year when Bray Wyatt came, and the people was going crazy, and I mean crazy to the point we were crying and everything when he came. Like I think Friday Night SmackDown after his return at at, uh, at Extreme Rules. And people were saying, "I love you, Bray Wyatt." He was cutting his promo, and he was crying, saying, "I love you too." And even though it sucks that we never got a chance to experience what his second run will be like, we will always remember the good times we cherish with Bray. You know, we will always remember. Even though this dude, like I said, even though this man was going through so much bad booking, he found a way out of create, like out of creative situation, and make the and make it better. I don't know how, but he made it better every single time he was booked. Terribly creative was bad; it was not on his side at all, and he made the best out of the time he was there in WWE. So right now, I would say, R.I.P. Bray Wyatt, Winham Rotunda. you were the best to ever live. There will never be another Bray Wyatt. There will be a never. There will be a, uh never be another you. We love you to death. Rest in peace, with John Hubert, man, because we love. We love him. We love you. We love both of y'all. Basically, y'all are like family to WWE universe. You're a family in our hearts. We love you to the day we die. And I like I said, I know the WW Universe still can't believe like he's gone. I somewhat can't believe he's gone. I know, I know that he's he's there in our hearts, not there physically. But we'll always remember and cherish the good times of Bray Wyatt. But that's it for today's y'all. Thank you for tuning in with uh with me to this episode. It's a very emotional uh episode, especially the ending talking about Bray Wyatt and all the stuff he went through, you know, his family after everything stand like his family stand by his side. Um everything that he went through in WWE, even from bad booking to good stuff, to the great moments to the bad times to just everything about a great man like himself. Br- Bray Wyatt it will be always will be a, ch- a rush that we cherish in our hearts. Um, and like I said, I hope everybody also stay safe out there from that hurricane. Any, any people that had, you know, lost stuff. I hope y'all gain it back. I hope, you know, y'all keep, God in your hearts. Hope hope you guys keep Jehovah in your hearts because um, he loves you. He loves each one of his children that he created. He loved, you know, even though people die and that's part of life, but we always should remember and cherish the good moments on this earth. You know, everything that that person had gave us, everything that person had provided for us, no matter what they were going through. Don't matter if it's good or bad, you know, that person was on this earth, this person, that person was on this earth for a reason. And we love him dearly. We love our guard dearly. We love everybody equally. And I just, <laughs> I really, honestly, I really miss Bray. I really do. It's, it's it very, it's most, it's emotionally struggling to say that, but I do, but. Basically, this is your boy Antoine TV Two, the host of Organized Mess. You can follow me across all social medias, across Organized Mess on YouTube. You can you can follow me Antoine TV Two across all social medias on and on my uh, other YouTube channel Antoine TV Two. So I hope everybody stays safe out there. Hope everybody has a good week. Hope everybody has have a great upcoming weekend. Be breezy and stay classy, y'all.